Hi, I'm Pastor Adam, and you're listening to the Orange United Methodist Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that wants to help you find your place in God's story. And we hope this sermon can guide you along that journey. Visit orangemethodist.org to find out more information about location, service times, upcoming events, and ways to give. We hope you enjoy. Good morning, church, those of you here in person and those of you worshiping online. Would you continue worshiping with me this morning as we read from Psalm 34, verses 1 through 10 and verse 22. The psalmist says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him and be radiant, so your faces shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cries and was heard by the Lord, and was saved from every trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his holy ones, for those who fear him have no want. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God indeed. Let us pray, church. O living God of past and future, we praise you for this present moment. Fill us with joy and empower us with your Holy Spirit that our strength may be renewed to sing a new song of your glory in a world which longs for your justice and peace. All this we ask in the name of Jesus, in whom we become a new creation. Amen. Good morning once again. I am Pastor Corey, and this week we are reflecting upon our final membership vow. We've reflected over these last four weeks what it means to offer our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and today... We reflect upon the vow of witness. And this day could not be more fitting for the vow of witness because it is All Saints Sunday. And All Saints is a day in the church where we pause to remember all the saints of the church, those known and unknown who have gone on to glory, and we celebrate their story their witness. We celebrate the ways that their faith inspires ours and will continue to inspire others in faith. And so today we do reflect upon those saints, especially the two that orange names as those from our congregation who have passed this year, Ruth Ashworth and Terry Beecham. And we have lit two candles in their memory this morning. As a reflection of our love for them, of our memory for them, we give thanks to God for their lives and for their witness. And we do indeed celebrate that they have joined the vast communion of saints. 
in their lives, we hear the echo of the psalmist's words as read this morning, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord and let the humble hear and be glad. All Saints is one of the lesser known feast days on our Christian calendar. It doesn't receive the same grandeur and pomp that say Easter or Christmas or Pentecost receive. Those mountaintop moments in our Christian year. And sometimes in our act of worship, just as in our own lives, we put so much emphasis on them. We mark our year based upon them, not just celebrations like Christmas or Easter, but those special occasions or rituals. I had actually quite a mountaintop weekend last week. I had the privilege of presiding at a baptism, a wedding, and a funeral. Spiritually, these special holidays or celebrations, they're often described theologically as thin spaces, where heaven and earth are just somehow mysteriously closer than in our ordinary day-to-day. These are moments that we have all mutually agreed to pause for, to literally stand still and look out, look up, to witness. We need these mountaintop moments because they give us a glimpse of heaven. They inspire a longing within us that points us towards God's kingdom. These are the celebrations and the moments that we have boldly agreed to say, I was there, and we believe God is and was there too. We've agreed to say, I was part of that. And then we carry the responsibility for one another. Whether on our holy days or these special occasions, we bear witness. I remember your wedding day. It was so beautiful. Everything was perfect. I remember your baptism. Even if you can't, I remember the day we said, you belong to God. You belong to us. You are part of this family. I remember your mom's funeral. She was so special, so important to so many people. Thin moments. They take our breath away. But we don't get to live in thin moments all the time. And this year has been especially disruptive as we haven't had those opportunities to really stand still and watch, to witness, to say, I was there. Our thin moments have been thwarted. Baptisms, weddings, funerals, postpones, and questions loom now. How are we going to have a real Christmas? I'll never forget when Tiaga, my husband, and I were preparing for the birth of our son, Ephraim, and we decided to do our prenatal appointments in a group. So there were about nine couples in total, and we were all due in the same month. And I remember in one of our group sessions, a midwife asked, what do you partners think the most important thing a mom needs or wants in the hospital room with her? And a few of the dads laughed and said, her playlist. She has to have her playlist. And another quipped, 
my hand, hopefully not to break, but to hold. And another said, she cannot live without that super expensive pillow. Looks weird that we got off Amazon. We all laughed. The midwife laughed, and she said, those are great answers. They are such fun answers. But hear me say, what she needs the most is a faithful witness. What she needs most is a faithful witness. Someone to say, I saw you. I saw what you did. I saw what you went through. I saw it. I was there. I saw you. And I've thought about that moment in the context of my own labor and Ephraim's birth, but I have thought about those words more times than I can count. Isn't that what we all need in life? Not just in the mountaintop moments, not just in the thin spaces, a faithful witness to see us, to see our pain, to see our joy, to see us evolve and change and grow, to bear witness to who we are and what we've been through. The faithful witness is in the birthing room. The faithful witness sees it all and bears alongside it all. The faithful witness is not just in the joyous aftermath to peer over at the top of the stroller and say, so sweet. Worth every minute, right? Because that's the mountaintop witness. And the mountaintop, although it's not untrue, it isn't the fullest reflection of our lives and our discipleship of our complexities. The birthing room witness is a more accurate accounting. It is a fuller knowing of who we truly are. We don't live on the mountaintop, we love the view. We don't live there. Most of us can attest to that this year more than ever, I'm sure. Who is the faithful witness? Who are the faithful witnesses in your life? The psalmist here in chapter 34, according to the message translation says, God met me more than halfway. Look at God. Give God your warmest smile. Never hide your true feelings. Church, saints, God is our first faithful witness. On this day, we celebrate the witnesses only because God bears witness to us first. From our very creation, God is our most faithful witness. Let that sink in. God is in the birthing room in every moment, mountain or valley, our most private and sacred to our most public. God is our faithful witness. God knows it all, and yet God calls us into relationship with God's self. God doesn't turn away knowing all of who we are. Instead, God turns toward us, meets us more than halfway. God bears witness to us so that we might bear witness 
to that relationship. A relationship that, to quote Pastor Adam from last week, bears all things. How counter to the world of relationship that we live in. Our human relationships, they're so fragile. We struggle to bear so many things together. And yet God is so committed to demonstrating God's love for us that he sends Jesus as a physical witness to our pain and our suffering and to our joy and our hope. And then we become, we're called to be witnesses to Jesus' story lived out, his life, his death, his resurrection. Jesus gives us our story by telling us who we are in baptism, beloved, and calling us to remember that in every time we gather at this table to receive the bread and the cup. Jesus tells us who we are in the ordinary, in the simplicity of water and bread in a common cup. Jesus lives in our ordinary, bears witness to and gives meaning to our every day. And in doing so, Jesus calls us into the extraordinary work of building his kingdom on this earth to be faithful witnesses. God is not just God of the mountaintops, but our, of our monotonous, boring, beautiful existence. That relationship can seem so distant or beyond our day-to-day but it isn't. What defines our lives are actually the monotonous rhythms and routines. Our parenting Sunday school class is reading a book right now called The Liturgy of the Ordinary by Reverend Tish Warren. And she reminds us that the mountaintop moments we mentioned earlier will not define or shape our Christian witness. Rather, it is the way we spend each day, each minute, in our ordinary lives that will create and reflect our Christian lives. The birthing room witness, the brushing teeth witness, the stuck in traffic witness, the checking email witness, the making dinner witness, the gathered at the table witness. How we spend our minutes in not just one hour on Sunday, those ordinary moments will define our Christian witness and they will tell our story. And here in Psalm 34, we hear a witness, a faithful witness to the fullness of who God is in this disciple's, presumably David's, life. We can hear his belief and conviction and we are moved by it. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him and be radiant, so your faces shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cried and was heard by the Lord and was saved from every trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. 
Taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord. You as holy ones, for those who fear, have no want. The young lions, they suffer and want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. Thanks be to God. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. I'd never really read the Psalms as a witness before. But this week, David's song, it captivated me. He became a saint to me, sharing testimony to the work of God in his own life, in the valleys and the mountaintops, and his sharing about who God is inspires my own discipleship. David's words, they tell us who God is, and then they invite us into the narrative. They invite us to find our place in God's story. David reminds us of what he's experienced because of his relationship with God. He tells us of the assurance he's received, and that assurance, that hope, that freedom from fear. It compels David to boast, to praise, to share, and to invite others into those promises. I wonder as we celebrate all saints, as we give thanks for all of those people who have shaped and nurtured our own faith, and we're reminded of the power of witness, I want you to think about who in your life has laid that ordinary foundation for your faith to be formed. And I also want you to think about who in your life may be looking at your ordinary and being formed in faith. I want to encourage you as a practice today, if there is someone in your life who has gone on to glory, who you are remembering particularly for the way that they shaped you into who you are, to light a candle, to say a prayer of thanksgiving for their life and all of who they were, are, and will continue to be. And if there is a witness in your life who is still here, and you have the opportunity to tell them, thank you. Your ordinary has made my life extraordinary. Let us pray. Almighty God, you are our God, and we are your people. And we are grateful that you have claimed us in baptism as your own. You have set us in the company of saints past and present, among those who have made bold witness to your goodness and your truth. Your word opens up new futures where we see no way forward. You know the places in our hearts where we are afraid, afraid of a future we cannot control, afraid of losing health and independence, afraid for the well-being of our children, afraid that past mistakes will ruin our future. Write the stories of your people deep into our hearts so that we may learn to trust you beyond our fears. Give us hearts and minds and spirits ready to trust and follow wherever your spirit leads, confident that you will not lead us beyond your loving embrace. 
and that you will always lead us and provide a place for us at this table. We ask in Jesus' name, whose outstretched arms welcome us and hold us securely in your grace. May we bear faithful witness to the one who has and continues to bear such faithful witness to us. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Please join us again next week. In the meantime, you can find us online at orangemethodist.org.